Not everything has to be big. Not everything has to be super strong. A cigar can give you enjoyment when you have time for the enjoyment. And I say this as a guy who likes to take his time. If I'm smoking a cigar, I want to know I've got 90 minutes, two hours. I want to be able to relax. That's why I usually play in cigars that are that Toro or that Churchill. Six, six and a half, seven inches in length. But sometimes a Robusto is just perfect and a Connecticut is just perfect as well. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Just one week till Christmas, Fingers Malloy. You look all a flutter for the Christmas season. Ho, ho, ho! Is that your new catchphrase? Yes. It's the teehee of Christmas. Ho, ho, ho! If you could only see the follow-through uh, with my hand as I raise it up in the air. We really do need to be a TV show. This from CLE Cigars. This is the Insidious Connecticut by Asylum. Asylum makes a lot of different cigars. Well, actually, CLE makes an insane amount uh, of cigars. Christian Oroa and the whole team there. This is the Asylum brand, the Insidious, which is an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with Honduran in the binder and in the, the, the filler. Really just needed something a little simple today. Wanted to be able to start getting into more and more cigars that are not of big power, big notes, big pepper, big this. What a, what's wrong with a kiss boy? As the boys from Monty Python would say, what's wrong with something simple, Fingers Malloy? What's wrong with a kiss boy? Oh, I really need to brush up on my Monty Python. Yeah, you do. A little meaning of life right there. Because I it's, thought that was going to be like an excellent radio show name. What? What's wrong with the Kiss Boy? That's a good show. That's a good show. It's like Love Line for a new generation <laughs> is what it is here. Now, this is a Robusto, the most popular size that is out there. It's a 5 by 50 which means it's 5 inches long. <laughs> Always makes fingers and loy laugh. And 50 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, or how thick it is around. <laughs> Again, with the laughter. So a 64 ring gauge is a full 1-inch around. So this is the more standard of the sizes. And and trust us, we are people who like the smaller ring gauges. When you take a look at what's going on there with, with uh, Panatella's, uh, Lancero's, Lonsdale's, in those 38s, in those 43s, wrapper is where the flavor is. So when you've got uh, a, a, a smaller ring gauge, what you've got is a, a better wrapper to binder filler ratio. So you're able to get more of that wrapper flavor out of it. This is a good combination of size. Again, the most popular one, really for a conversation of time and where for a lot of cigar smokers, they're still new at it. So what they want is they want to give it a go, but they don't want to dedicate their life to it. It's yeah. really what we're talking about here. I'll, I'll tell you, first of all, I had to put this stick down already because I am going to smoke this way too fast. It, the draw is incredible. Uh, it's, it feels nice to hand. It's a little light, but not off-putting. Uh, there's a sweetness to it. It's like uh, almost like a little honey sweet. Yeah. So there's this whole idea, you know, what what they do with with the cap and whether or not that they 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 give that a little a sweet kind of push, a little sweet kind of a, a, a boom. Now, don't get me wrong, we're not talking about a flavored cigar here, but you do. You almost get it's it's a touch of a pipe sweetness. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a touch of what you call like a honey, honey? sweetness. Yeah. That's an interesting way to put it. I mean, I guess it all depends on. What'd you eat today? What'd you drink today? Which is all stuff you need to be writing down in your notebook. I chugged a quart of honey today. That's so maybe that's, that's why. 
Like obviously going keto is really working <laughs> wonders. But I feel like I've been shot out of a cannon. But you do. You want to write it down. What'd you eat? What did you drink? What is the weather like? Cold and rainy in Indianapolis, Indiana right now. Good cigar smoking weather. World class cigar smoking weather. But Connecticut's are, are seen as not much flavor. Connecticut's are seen as something you do just in the morning. You smoke what hits you at the moment and what fits your need. And sometimes a Connecticut will do just that. I'm a, I like CLE cigars. I enjoy what, what they do. And, and this right here just seemed to be a perfect way to get into what's going to be the insanity of the Christmas, New Year, as Hanukkah rush. There's a Hanukkah rush? Oh, huge. Eight days. <laughs> eight days of rushing. That's, that's, what, that's what surprised me because the eight days, you'd think it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yet, that's not the case. <laughs> so, so a Connecticut is just, uh, you, you can argue simple. Right, you can argue simple, but what it is is just it, it, it's just got a smoothness. It's a it's a mild uh, to, to to medium smoke. It this one does have uh, that that nice little uh, sweet uh, to it going on right there. Um, there's a, a little bit of cream that's happening, and yes, there is that there is that whatever they whatever that flavor is right there at the beginning and I sometimes for all those things put it to pipe like that's whatever reason that's the thing that connects with me but the construction is lovely it's a very pale pale brown but even though feel that there's a touch of oil on on that wrapper not necessarily a smooth wrapper there's a little bit of veining going on here just a little bit you can kind of feel the ridges going on but nicely constructed it is a little light and that's because it's a five-inch cigar. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people will ask us, so where should I begin? And it's, it's a tough question to answer when it comes to you are, you've never had cigars before and you want to start uh, getting into the cigar lifestyle. I think this would be a good cigar to suggest for a beginner. If, if you didn't know their flavor profile, you're like, okay, you want to start with something mild, something smooth, uh, something that may bring uh, a cigar a newbie into uh, the, the you know the, the lifestyle. I think this would be a good pick. What if I were to disagree with you? Go ahead. What if I were to say I think there are some other robustos I may go with at first. Other Connecticut's I would go with at first because of the little bit of sweet that exists there on on the cap. The cap is the end that you cut from. The foot is where you light from. So I think it might give a new cigar smoker a bit of an unfair idea of what cigars are, right? As opposed to being all tobacco forward, this is playing in a couple of other different spots. But if you're someone looking for a, a, a good Connecticut, a solid Connecticut that you can have in your repertoire, have in your humidor, that will work for you depending on, on your work schedule or something like that. Like, what if you're somebody who works overnights and at the end of the day, your day ends at 6.02 a.m., <laughs> right? You would love to have a cigar, but you don't necessarily want something as big, potent, powerful, you know, heavy peppers as I, as I was discussing, I think something like this works magnificently. Yeah. So you're basically you're saying a, a newbie would get a false sense of what cigars are based on that kind of honey. Uh, I do beginning. And and by the way, I could be totally wrong, but I, I think I would I think I would move people in a, in a different way if they were first smoking a cigar. Don't get me wrong. If it's your first cigar, nicely done, nicely done. I think this is for somebody who's 
been been practicing a little bit, been smoking a little bit, and wants to try some expansion and wants. Remember, it's not a sweet cigar. It's not a flavored cigar. It's not a toy. It's not. It's not a chocolate cigar, <laughs> right? It's, it's it's not something you're buying at the five and dime. Uh, there there is something very very good here. Very easy. Uh, to to enjoy, and that's one of the reasons I like it so much. The question, fingers, Malloy, is it in your humidor at seven dollars a stick? Yes, I can see starting my morning off with the stick like this, and at that price point, absolutely. I could see utilizing the cigar in the humidor for the times that you need it, and at seven dollars a stick, you can throw three in there. I don't know if I have a box of these, but I've got two or three in there for the moment when it hits you. This is the Insidious by Asylum CLE Cigars. Fingers Malloy, this might be the episode where I throw up. This is the one? This one. Wow. After all these years. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Was it last week where we talked about this list? I believe it was this, uh, last week, maybe two weeks ago. There was a list of the most despised Christmas candies, as you know. Christmas is coming. It is around the corner. Santa cannot wait to disappoint you with his gifts. And it was a list of the Christmas candies that people just are not into. They don't like, they're like, this is, this is just terrible stuff. And on that list were three candies that Fingers Malloy said, well, we're going to have to try these. We are going to have to make this happen. We are going to have to make this happen because I was in complete disagreement with two of them. Uh, and I don't know if you just want me to run down these now. Oh, please do. Uh, peppermint Bark, which I really enjoy. Uh, it's chocolate. It's peppermint. It's bark. Three essential food group uh, items right there. Uh, then, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, Peeps. I'm not a big Peep fan. Are you a Peep fan? Uh, no, because I, I love myself. <laughs> I didn't even know they existed. Peeps, the official sponsor of Eat Drink right? Smoke. Uh, so at the grocery store, I, I found these. There were two different kinds of peeps. There were Christmas tree peeps and snowman peeps. I thought the Christmas tree peeps looked much more objectionable. So I grabbed those <laughs> for radio. Uh, and then finally, my goodness, cherry cordials. Uh, yeah, um, that's the one that most freaks me out. Basically, it's a cherry... And cherry, you call, you said cherry juice. Ah, cherry juice, cherry jelly, cherry syrup. Uh, and it, it wrapped in chocolate. Yes. So that's dark, where we're starting, right? Dark chocolate. Well, do you want to start with the one that we know we aren't going to like and build to something that we may like? So you want to start with the peep? Yeah, pretty much. We're starting with the peep right here. And uh, all right, I'm grabbing this. Oh, it already feels like diabetes. <laughs> oh, there it is. I, 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 oh, oh, I've got... Honestly, the what has fallen off of my fingers, the green kind of sugar, uh, you know, this is like I've been to the strip club already. Right. It's already glistening. You can't get that out. You're going to have to shower for a week. I'm going to go home and I'm going to have peep dandruff all over my shirt. Are we doing the- this at the same time? Sure. Why not? I mean, I mean, do you really? On the nose, Tony. <laughs> I'm getting sugar and marshmallow. Let's see if that translates to the palate. See, uh, hold on. Uh, uh, on the nose, shame. <laughs> I'm getting shame. Well, go, why don't you go ahead and, and right, dive I'll, right I'll in? I'll go first. Okay. Here it is. This is the marshmallow peep. By the way, what is what is the uh, health content? Do you really want to know? Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we got to read it. Um, 90 calories, uh, two trees is one serving. Oh. 
two trees. Mitch Hedberg, give it up. Uh, and uh, right there, and how much? Uh, the carbs, uh, 23 carbs and 20 grams of sugar for two trees. Two trees. Are you ready? Here I go. Uh, he's going in. Here I go. Mm, he's doing the Memphis munch. That's... <laughs> oh. Oh. Pairing it with a Diet Coke, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. Um... Much more marshmallowy than I thought. Really? I see. You see. You know what the problem is here? What's that? Not stale. Oh, these are fresh peeps. You, you want the stale peeps? These peeps were made in a very good hour. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll keep this package open for an hour, right? And go back to it. <laughs> and go back to it. Um, it's really flavorless. I mean, it's just it's just marshmallow. It's really and truly flavorless, right there. You got fingers. He's going in. He did the whole. I took a bite. He put the whole tree in his mouth. Like he's a lumberjack. He took down that tree right there. I don't even think he chewed. Did you chew? Oh, yeah. Two or three. For good luck. Uh, am I supposed to pretend I don't like this? It's no. fine. It's, it's marshmallow with a bunch of sugar on it. Oh, yeah. it's terrible. I can't stand it. No. Well, am I going to run out and buy a bunch of these? No. But if you put a box of these in front of me, I'll probably eat three or four. You are a great American. Let us move on. Okay, to the cherry cordial. These oh. are oh wait, yeah, because because peppermint bark. We need to cleanse the palate. Very good peppermint point. bark. This is the Queen Anne classic good taste. <laughs> 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 that's what it says. That's what it says, and I think that's a trademarked uh, sign for them. That's a trademarked thing for them. And these are also made in the USA and and kosher. Oh, They're kosher. I was thinking right of you. Now. You Tony. were thinking of me. Tadarabai. Uh, I appreciate that very much. Uh, three and a half grams of, 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 of fat, 150 calories, two cherry cordials, like you're going to have two, and um, 30 grams of carbs, 26 grams of, of sugar. 26 mm. grams of sugar and includes 26 grams of added sugar. Oh, what the hell? Okay, I'll go first on this I one. I see my endocrinologist on Tuesday. You're going first? Yeah, I'll go first. You can't this. even get it out of there. All right, he's got it out of there. He's got it out. Here's cherry in your eye. Right. What I find interesting, oh, there's there, oh, there's a whole other set in here. It comes in 10. Oh, he's chewing it. Oh. No, it is not chef's kiss. What are you talking about? Really? Cherry, chocolate. Uh, I would call it. Good taste? Classic it, good taste? It is classic good taste, Tony. I think it's wonderful. Uh, I, I know you're going to love it because. We have reviewed Queen Anne stuff in the past, and you've always been a big fan. As we know, Queen Anne is my favorite queen. All right, here I go. He's going um, in. So it's it's funny. It's it's just like a dome, a chocolate dome. The bottom is like powdery. Mm-hmm. So that that's how you know it's fresh right there. And it's served in a lovely plastic serving tray. Oh. It was $4, Tony. What do you want? <laughs> well, for $4, <laughs> those cherries come right from Michigan. <laughs> Right from here we go. He's here we in. go. Yeah, I'm a little afraid. I want to talk about this for a second. Out loud, because it's gonna be. Yeah. Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah, all right, that's here good go. stuff. Here I, yeah. Oh. Yeah, don't Sh- make me channel your inner teenager. Your chocolate cherry. My inner teenager never did this. Really, I could eat tongue faster than I could <laughs> eat that. Because tongue is delicious. All right, here I go. And if you've had Queen Anne tongue before, it's some of the best <laughs> tongue on the market. Oh, Tony loves it. Can't get enough. Oh. Oh. Ah. Oh. What's wrong? Oh. It's real cherries. It's like NyQuil puked in my mouth. Oh, stop. Oh. 
Poor Queen Anne. The chocolate's not bad, though. I will say the chocolate's not bad. Oh, that's not. That's not. I don't know if that is a classic good taste. Oh, I think that you are not having another one. He just popped it. Oh. The good news is I no longer have a cold. That's what's great. How could you not like this? Oh. Are we going to have time for the peppermint bark? No, it's going to have to keep. We got to do the peppermint bark, but it's going to have to keep. Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. I'm going to be afraid. I can't smoke that cigar anymore. You ruined it. You ruined my asylum. Uh, Your friend, right? I am. I would hope at this stage. You have to get this away from me. <laughs> really? I will eat that whole box. I will, And then I will chase it with uh, three or four Christmas tree peeps. I, I may have a problem. Oh, now you figure you have a problem? We've been playing What Did Fingers Eat Today for years and talking about your weird obsession with whatever's in the vending machine. This is vending machine, like, like, like upscale. I've never had a cherry cordial uh, in a vending machine, but so far, if we're, we're playing the game at home, I've chugged a quart of honey, uh, f- two cherry cordials, uh, one, one Christmas peep, and a partridge in a pear <laughs> tree. Oh, oh, I can't. I cannot abide the chocolate cherry cordials. I no fingers. Bad. Put it down. You cannot have any more. All right, one more. That's it. So there's a study out. Because there's always a study out. People study things all the time. They're paid ungodly amounts of money to study the things that you and I may know just as it is. And sometimes the studies, I will admit, teach you something. This one... I have no idea if this is true or not, because I'm one of these people to the first, but not necessarily the second. People using an alarm clock are chronically tired. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. And if you're still looking for Christmas gifts, let's go bourbon. It is our bourbon book. It's available at amazon.com. It's got recipes. It's got the great names in bourbon history. Quotes, the law, what makes bourbon bourbon. It is the perfect bourbon reader, and it's $9.99. My gosh, Fingers Molloy, a bargain at three times the price. A bargain and a product that will not make you sleepy. Not so much. Get Let's Go Bourbon. It's available at Amazon.com. Buy 100 copies today. Thank you. Thank you very much. New York Post has this story. It was published, uh, the study in the journal, Sleep. That's the name of the journal. That's where I get all of my news on sleep. They studied people who... Use an alarm clock. Those people are more tired than those who wake up naturally. It was uh, studied in a large population, according to researchers at the University of Notre Dame, Fighting Irish, Indiana, go-go. 50% of fully employed, salaried adult white-collar workers snooze their alarms. Now, both Fingers and I are in the radio world, even outside of this. Fingers has a weekend show in Michigan on WAAM, Wham Talk. I got that right? Wham Talk, 1600 AM, 92.7 FM. And I host both mornings and a syndicated midday program based here in Indianapolis on 93.1 FM WIBC, the same station that carries Eat, Drink, Smoke. Love those people. Love my station. I wake up to an alarm, and I've woken up to an alarm every single day for eight and a half years. Well, not every day. I mean, weekends and, and some vacation stuff, but for work, every day, eight and a half years. When I first started... The show started at 5 a.m. I had to drive in. My alarm went off at 3 a.m. Oh, Lord. Then it got moved to 6 a.m., and my alarm went off at 4 a.m. Then, because of COVID, I started working from home, and my alarm goes off at 5.15 a.m. Nice. I 
do not snooze my alarm. I cannot afford to. I have multiple alarm clocks. I wake up, and by 6 o'clock, I am speaking to the world. Awake and ready to go. People really snooze their alarm clock on a regular basis? Because I don't have that option. Absolutely. Absolutely. I used to. Uh, but now I've got an entirely different schedule routine. But when I had to wake up early, I I would snooze my alarm. I would snooze it twice, and then I would get up. I'd have the same routine: uh, snooze once, snooze twice, uh, sit up in bed, put my feet on the ground, say, "Shoot, shoot, 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 shoot." I don't shoot, think you said about, shoot. <laughs> about, I, I want to say for the record, <laughs> I think that you're 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 modifying that part about ten times, and then I would go downstairs. Uh, and uh, my morning coffee was, you know, percolating, and I'd move on with my day. But this, this really, the study uh, should be published in Duh magazine. That people would feel tired waking up to an alarm versus people who wake up naturally. Uh, I, I got to tell you, on the weekend, when I wake up naturally, it usually means I got nine hours worth of sleep. And, uh, yeah, I feel refreshed. See, I know I don't get that. It, it's because I'm, my body is trained. I wake up. When I wake up, when even when I'm no alarm clock is set, I wake up at six six thirty. Yeah. Just just by by nature, that's that's what I do. I love that. My idea of retirement, to the extent that I'm ever going to, is waking up naturally. That's how I will know that I'm in the next phase of, of my life. I love doing morning radio. It, it's it's actually it's the most wonderful wonderful gig uh, to to have. But waking up naturally is so much better by a billion percent. But I don't ever hit snooze. It's possible because I'm not allowed to hit snooze. And it's also really the better way to go about it because it's very easy to instead of uh, if you're conditioned to hit that snooze button, it's very easy to accidentally hit the off button and go back to sleep. But if you're, you condition yourself into making yourself get up as soon as that alarm goes off, you're never going to have that problem. I, I just I, I don't have the luxury, but I don't I didn't know that many people were, were doing it. Now do you have a real do you use a real alarm clock or do you use your phone? I use both. Okay. Right. So I used to have three alarm clocks and then one broke and I just haven't replaced it yet. Uh, so I have an alarm clock I've had for, for eight years that is plugged in and has a battery backup, and then I have my phone. Mm -hmm. Because being late is not an option. Right. I'm never, ever, ever going to do it. To the, and by the way, tomorrow I'll do it. Right? Tomorrow. <laughs> I'll sleep until 10.04. <laughs> um, but no, I, I have to, and, and it's just I'm, I'm backed up every way I can. I really wish I were the type of person that didn't use my phone as an alarm because, you know, inevitably what happens is if you wake up in the middle of the night, I, I, I check my phone, and you shouldn't do that. And I know a lot of people... Uh, a lot of people in media who will put their phone in another room. They won't even have it next to their bed. And I, I think that's a little extreme. But I just have a really difficult time uh, with, with the phone uh, as an alarm, and I need to, I, to put that away. I just started using Do Not Disturb on the phone. That's something I yeah. never used before, but now I do that at night. No. Uh, but uh, I think an alarm clock is, is, is now, the Now, someone's much trying to, to reach me at 2 a.m., I, I want to know who it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I might sleep through it. But I at least want the, the opportunity to be able uh, to hear it. Then there was this. People who are flying home for Christmas, specifically kids. I don't know what age group Gen Z is. I'm not sure which group that, that, that is. There's Gen X. 
there's millennials, and then after millennials is Gen Z. Is that is that how it works? Well, so, kids are coming home for Christmas, and mom and dad are paying for it. And the answer is, well, if it's college, well, of course they're coming home and paying for it. Of course the parents are paying for it. Yeah. Very few kids are going to be affording to fly home on their own. I don't know why this is a, a thing. According to the uh, the app Hopper, which I know you use to get flights. I do. You love Hopper. I do love Hopper. I haven't figured out how to use it. No? I find the whole thing outrageously confusing. I don't, I don't, I don't use it. Airfares are on average $463 a ticket. Plane tickets are about 31% higher than in 2019, 39% higher than in 2021. So parents are spending about $1,000 a month in an effort to bring their loved ones home for the holidays. That's real money. Yeah, it is. That is a lot of, of money. But I just... Why would anybody think it's weird that Gen Z, their parents... Are, like, that seems very normal. It's the, it, it starts off with a really weird kind of thing. 41% of Gen Zers will ask their parents or other family members to pay for their holiday travels. I'm surprised that number's not 99.2%. I'm surprised a lot of them aren't living at home to begin with. <laughs> why, do they, why do they have to travel? They're traveling from their bedroom down to the kitchen table in the morning. I, I, but I, I agree with you. These... For the most part, they're probably not swimming in money. Travel expenses, travel expenses, expenses have absolutely exploded. I, they probably have to turn to their parents for help, and the parents, of course, want to see their kids. Gen Z is late nineties and early twenty tens. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I tried. I, I was trying to get that on the fly in the way that it was written. I was like, that doesn't... 1997 to 2012. Okay. 1997 to 2012. So I'd be right in saying college-age students. Absolutely. I don't understand. I don't understand why this is a thing. Yeah, if you got your kid, uh, you know, especially if they're four states away and they're at a college dorm, you're going to fly them home and they're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it as the parent. Why is that shocking? It's, it's not. It is not shocking to me. In the slightest, it's it's actually a rather weird story. Are, are there now? Maybe you can't afford to fly them home, and look, that can happen, and that's real. Can't afford to do it. Don't have the money there. But yeah, it's too expensive to fly you home, even though we can't afford it, so we're not going to do it. I think that's a very rare number of cases. That's what it, that's what it, I would say. Very rare number. The insidious asylum cigar. This uh, Connecticut right here. Lovely, simple smoke we're doing in the Robusto, the 5 by 50. And we have some more Christmas candy to eat that, according to the studies, you hate. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Pick up a copy today. Got to keep it real, Fingers Malloy. Got to keep it, as the kids say, 100. Mm. That's what the kids say. That's what they say? That's what they say. They say the 100 or the hundy? Uh, well, that would be the hundo. Hundo? But you got to keep it 100. 100. 100? God, we just got old. 
It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and just was in the mood to change it all up as we're getting ready for Christmas and smoking that in- Asylum Insidious, that Connecticut wrapper right there, Honduran in the binder and filler, that little bit of, uh, as Fingers described, almost a honey sweet on, on, on the on the cap as you first start smoking, just a nice cream-filled smoke, a Connecticut a Robusto 5x50, simple and easy, and we're trying, of course, the Christmas candy that everybody hates. I still have peeps in front of me. Fingers, mm. you need another peep? It's a festival of peeps. Yes, I do. do you need, he's going to take another here. I'll get you right there. There's another. There's another. It's a tree peep. I really don't want to do this, but I'm doing it for you, Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. He, they say people hate he didn't even He didn't even bother taking a bite. Whole thing in his mouth right there. Uh, people say the can- this candy is terrible, Fingers Malloy. They say that the peep Christmas tree is disgusting, hideous, a sin against nature. Marshmallow? No, oh. marshmallow. Mm. Marshmallow is what it is. So we decided, let's drink easy today. We do a lot of bourbons. We do a lot of rise. And by the way, our bourbon of the year coming up, cigars of the year coming up over the next two weeks. Make sure you get the podcast, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Get your podcast wherever you get your podcast. Eat, drink, smoke. Eat, drink, smoke podcast. Subscribe. It's free. Whatever it is you're supposed to do, just get it. From New Holland, we're going with beer, Fingers Malloy. This is The Poet, an American oatmeal stout at 5.8% alcohol by volume. We have got ourselves the frosted pint glasses. We have ourselves the cans and fingers to you. Oh, isn't that a wonderful sound? That is glorious right there. I'm pouring it. Oh, look at that. In stereo. Look at that. I'm pouring it right in. Right in the center of the glass, not wasting time. That is a gorgeous, gorgeous dark brown. Pouring out a bit like syrup. I can't I can't get it all in. Oh, I spilled it over. I remember pouring I my first it. beer. You're an idiot. You're a terrible person. I spilled it right over. I don't even even care. It looks beautiful. It looks absolutely... I poured it right in. There is a nine-inch head on this right here. And look at fingers going so slow. I'm not going to waste a single solitary beautiful drop. Look at that. Oh, mine's much more attractive. The bartender in me. Look at that perfect head on that. Beautiful right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wasn't the bar. I owned the bar. There's the there's the difference right there. I love an oatmeal stout. I love both fingers and I, coming from very different places, have learned only one thing about beer and our enjoyment of beer over the years. IPAs are terrible, and we're willing to fight over it. Exactly. I like to chew my beer. Yes. Uh, and that's why I gravitate toward a stout. Uh, you know, if I want to have a few more than uh, normal, I will go more toward the porter uh, because it does it does play a little lighter uh lighter lighter yeah uh but i i love a good stout so new holland that's michigan baby ain't it yes it is um they do a a fair amount of good beers we've done some of their other beers before the milk stout i believe we've done from new holland haven't we done dragon milks dragon's milk i believe that's what it's called we don't do many of them, so when we do them, they kind of stick in in the head. We've done some things from Urban Chestnut out of St. Louis that I've really and truly uh, enjoyed, and their Oktoberfest beers were just spectacular. This, for me, just a perfect holiday season. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll do this in the middle of summer. I'll do this on a 97-degree day. 
I have no interest in pretending that I need something light and crisp and maybe a little fruity. <laughs> no, on a hot summer day, if I'm sitting out in the backyard and I want to pair my cigar with something, nine times out of ten on a hot summer day, it's going to be some sort of stout. It's, it's, I have not been able to, in the world of beers, escape what it is that I like. When it comes to bourbon, when it comes to rye, when it comes to, to wine, I'm all about trying all the things. When it comes to beer, you can't, you just can't convince me. Maybe my palate just isn't built for it. You cannot convince me that an IPA, an India Pale Ale, is the way I need to go. It's just It just comes across remarkably ugly bitter. Sometimes bitter's a really interesting flavor. Ugly bitter does not work. Yeah, for me, and I've tried... Lord knows I've tried. Not because it's trendy and I want to be the, the trendy person at the bar. It's because when you go to a bar, nine times out of ten, if they have 20 beers on tap, 17 of them will be an IPA. Oh, I thought you were going to say 21 of them would be, <laughs> would be IPAs. It's, it's crazy. It's frustrating. But this is The Poet from New Holland Brewing. NewHollandBrew.com. Fingers Malloy. Do you want to talk about that nose? Smells like stout. <laughs> Malty, a little, a little chocolate. Very, very happy. Uh, what, what, how would you say? Daddy's happy? Daddy's that, happy. Daddy's happy. Makes daddy happy. Yeah. Okay. Figures, are you ready for this? I've been ready for this all day. He is doing what's known as the Kentucky Chew. That's what you do with a bourbon. You move it around the palate, really try and get a feel for everything. He just drank half of it. Fingers will I drank half of it. Challenge accepted? I could chug that whole thing right now. Could you? Yes. Uh, it is a little bit more carbonated than I'm used to in, in a stout. Uh, it is, it's got that chocolatey, malty uh, flavor to it. Yeah, it, it's not as thick as other stouts. You're not chewing it, uh, but it's, it's, it's very nice. And I, I would say I would compare it to a, a, almost like a heavy porter more than a stout. I'll see what you think. I, I'm, I'm still waiting for the head of this to, to oh. calm down. It's, it looks gorgeous, though. That much is for sure. Uh, it, it's described uh, in some places. Uh, the people over at beerconnoisseur.com said that you should drink this between 45 and 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Accurate? Okay. I mean, really? We're doing this? I'm telling you what they said. Uh, I, uh, maybe. Maybe. M- maybe. Maybe you don't want this ice cold. I, I, I guess I could understand that, but I've never been one to get so precise with my beer temperature that I... I listen... Uh, bartender, barkeep, barkeep, yeah, barkeep. Uh, this beer, I feel like it's about fifty-seven degrees, and I would like it more between forty-five and fifty-five. Does that ever happen? I don't know. I'm not that guy, but I'm ready to drink. Here, I oh, go. there he goes. He's going in. This, I had to move some of the. I'm trying to move some of the head out of the way. Here we go. He's going in. He's going to have a milk mustache when he's done because there's quite. Yeah, there it is. There's quite a bit of head oh, on that. Holy hell, that's good. Oh, that's very, very sweeter than I thought it would be by a country mile. So if you're trying to compare this to a Guinness, don't. No. It's a very different different flavor. And uh, the it's even a little sweeter than I, th- I would think for an oatmeal stout. But that's delicious. Mm-hmm. That is candy delicious. That chocolate is really, really pronounced on, on the tongue. And now you get in that finish, you're getting that little bit classic beer 
stout feel right there that that's coating it. The, oh, that, it's, it's the it's the good bitter. Yeah, as I like. To it's a little lighter it. than it is. It definitely is. It doesn't. It, it, I thought it'd be a much heavier thing because it poured out a little more syrupy uh, as as I saw it. Oh, oh, this will be gone by the end of the day. <laughs> this will be gone by the end. Well, how much time do we have left? Okay, fifteen seconds. I can do it. I wait. I, you turn oh, down I those would, drums. I turn would, down those drums. I need to do this. I would pay good money to see that. Oh, the New Holland, the Poet Oatmeal Stout, five point eight percent alcohol by volume. Christmas candy should be delicious, not nutritious, just delicious. And to explain it, the only proper way to explain it is to explain eggnog. <laughs> it's eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Christmas is just a week away, and don't forget, let's go bourbon. Our bourbon book is available at Amazon.com. The absolutely perfect Christmas gift, $9.99. It's going to be delivered on time. You can get 100 copies like that. Lickety split? Like that. Lickety and then order them, get them, and you will be so happy, and everybody will be so thankful that you got them a gift they actually are going to use year in and year out. Let's go bourbon. It's available at Amazon.com. We did the story last week about Christmas candy that supposedly people hate. Yeah. And part of the problem is, is that people screw around with candy. As I have stated many times, Fingers Malloy, candy is chocolate. Okay. Everything else, not candy. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't things I don't like. Twizzlers, I enjoy those. Twizzlers are fun. Skittles, despicable. Skittles are despicable and awful and wrong. Tootsie Rolls, devil scat. Wow. Nothing is more disgusting, more despicable, more I hate you and your children than the Tootsie Roll. Okay. What about Starburst? Starburst can have a purpose, just not in my house. Okay. That's, that's the way I put it. But when I explain that candy is chocolate, I explain it in the same way I do eggnog. If you were to walk into a store, Fingers Malloy, let's say you've walked into a store. Okay. Your Fingers Malloy, you're 6'3 with the Mohawk 6'9. Yes. And you walk into a store, you will see that, like, like a supermarket kind of store. And they've got eggnog. Mm -hmm. But they've got pumpkin eggnog. Ugh. And they have almond milk eggnog. Ugh. And they have lactose free eggnog. Ugh. And they've got the, 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 the low fat eggnog. Ugh. You listen to me, Eating Smoke Nation. Eggnog only comes one way, and that is eggnog. Fat. Full fat, creamy deliciousness into glass, into mouth, and sometimes don't even need the glass. Just give me a crazy straw, and I'm good to go. Crazy straw. Well, you got to have some fun with your eggnog. <laughs> when, uh, when I see those things, if you're drinking almond milk eggnog, I get it. You've got a lactose issue, and you need it. You know what? Go without. Don't don't even pretend oh. you listen to me. Oh. Don't you drink almond milk eggnog and be like, oh, it's just like the real thing. No, it's not. You know how I know it's not? Because if it was just like the real thing, you'd drink the real thing. That's where you hit on it. It's one thing. If you can't drink it, uh, the normal eggnog, I have no problem with you trying to find a suitable substitute for you. But then don't try to sell everyone else that it's just like the real thing. Just sit back and enjoy your not eggnog eggnog. Also, eggnog is not keto. I'm a believer in keto. Mm -hmm. Keto works. Keto is real. If you're drinking eggnog, don't tell me that you found some kind of recipe that it's it's like bullet eggnog, like your bullet <laughs> coffee. Stop it. 
Stop being ridiculous. So this 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 list of candies that you came upon. Yes. One of them was the Peep, the yes. Christmas Peep, which you have had two of already. Yes. That was I, number seven on the list from the takeout. Uh, of, of the worst candies. I took a bite of mine and put it to the side. <laughs> then you found the uh, chocolate cherry cordial, the chocolate cordial cherry. So that's the chocolate, and it's got a cherry inside and the cherry juice. Yes. The cherry liquid. Cherry mar- uh, marinade. The cherry gel. <laughs> and and according to this, these are the Queen Anne cordial cherries, and they have classic good taste. They do. Uh, they they were you, at number three on the list, by the way. You've had two already, and I had to put them away, because otherwise you would have had yeah, a, a baker's dozen. That's right. Even though there are only ten in the box. Uh, but you, you put the peeps on top of the cherry cordials to prevent me from having the cherry cordials. So now I, I'm just eating peeps like it's going out of style. Well, you have no self-control. But one of the things on the list didn't make any sense to us. And it was Fingers Malloy Peppermint Bark. Mm-hmm. Now, Peppermint Bark is chocolate and peppermint. Yes. That's all it is, right? And Bark. Because you found this, you found this little twofer here yeah. from Giardelli. That's some fine chocolate right there. The Giardelli Squares Peppermint Bark uh, Chocolate. And uh, this right here is 130 calories for a serving. No way. And it's 13 uh, grams uh, of carbs. And hold on, what's the sugars of this? 12. 12 grams of, of, of uh, sugars, including 11 added sugars. There's uh, how many calories in this? 130. So there are 130 calories in this. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony. This is like, uh, it's a square. Right. It's maybe an inch and a quarter by an inch and a quarter, and maybe not even a quarter of an inch thick. Right. And it's 130 calories. Well, it is chocolate, young man. Whoo. But this go straight should thighs. be delicious. Yes. Chocolate and peppermint's a great, great mix. Yes. I now, don't understand. I don't like mint chip ice cream. I'm not a fan. But this sounds like it's supposed to be perfect. Like, I, I'm ready to eat this. You don't like mint chocolate chip ice no. cream? Oh, good Now, my Lord. wife looks at me the same way. It's my favorite. It's like, why? Why yeah. are you like this? How does this marriage work? And I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's either the bank account or the sex. You figure it out. <laughs> you figure it out right there. Wow. Well, uh, so well, Let me ask you this. So I opened my package of uh, this one piece of peppermint bark. And it broke into two uh, hunks. There's a really small hunk or the big hunk. Which one do you think I'm going to consume? I think you're also going to eat the wrapper. Is <laughs> what I think is going to happen. Are you ready? You going to go first? You go first. I'm this going time. first with the peppermint yeah. bark. Here I go from Giardelli, which would be a fantastic sponsor if you drink smoke. So true. Oh, you even heard the crunch. He's in, ladies and gentlemen. That's He's- delicious. Yeah, that's delicious. Got a little bit of crunch in there from the. The peppermint, like candy cane-ish. Classic Giardelli chocolate taste. Oh, yeah. I'm dipping in my beer. He is dipping it. He, he's not lying. He, he just dipped it in his beer. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's flavor. There's oh, a, I'm so fat. There's a classic Giardelli taste. Oh, yeah. Try let's, it. Let's find out. There he goes. He ate the whole thing. It's perfect. What are they talking about? What's wrong with you, America? America. I mean, is this not peppermint bark that people are talking about? That's what the list says. Peppermint bark is number nine on the list. Number 10, chocolate orange. Yeah, I think I'd like chocolate orange. But if it's like that, if it's like a dehydrated orange, like a sugar orange, you know what I'm talking about? Candy orange? Mm -mm. I don't think so. 
That's perfect. And one is one is good. Five would be better. One, but one, one is one is good. That's delicious, dude. That needs to be an ice cream. It needs to be Ooh, an ice cream. Giardelli peppermint bark ice cream. You're not wrong. No, it's creamy. Coats uh, the, the entire palate. Oh, that's great. That is great. Don't get me wrong. The uh, chocolate cherry cordials, the cordial cherries, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. Is it? I don't remember them being disgusting. Are you sure? Put it down. Don't do it, fingers. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's disgusting. I, oh. I find that hard to believe. He's reaching in. Did I drop something? No, you're good. Oh, you're doing the other two? Are you doing them both? No, I'm not doing them both. I'm Just not one. savage. Okay. That is so gross. You chased peppermint bark with a chocolate cordial cherry? Oh, so good. You are. That's gross. That is gross. Where's my stout? It's right over there. Your beer is right there. And my cigar. Oh, it's the holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. We are the most unhealthy show in America. Oh, my gosh. So not all these things are true. Go get yourself some peppermint bark. Dietrich Smoke. Now, Fingers Malloy, we were so busy talking about the future of cigars, we totally forgot to get to news of the week. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. It's time, Fingers Malloy. Wait, hold on. Did we going to say something? Well, you, we were talking about how we got passionate about talking about the future of the cigar industry. Tony, would you say the future is now? The future? You're an idiot. <laughs> You're... What? Good Lord. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Tony, we have talked about TikTok over the past couple of years and the controversy about TikTok and how you know the, the uh, Chinese communists are using it to, uh, to spy on people. Lawmakers are proposing a bipartisan bill that would cut off TikTok's ability to make money in the U.S. So this bill is sponsored... Uh, by by a few uh, people, including uh, it's it's got Republicans and Democrats. You've got a a Democrat out of um, Illinois on this one. You have a Republican co- the congressman. Then you have a congressman uh, out of Wisconsin and Senator Marco Rubio uh, of Florida. Yep. This Mike Gallagher out of Wisconsin, that's Republican, it. and I. God bless Representative Raja. I believe it's Krishna Murthy, Muthri. Okay. Uh, is 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 their name out of Illinois? Um, this is a big big deal because what we're discussing here isn't just hey TikTok is a problem. What we're discussing here is cutting off a living financial security for thousands, if not tens of thousands, of people who make money off of TikTok. This is a gigantic deal. It is. Are you on TikTok? I am not, and I am not, and I, for a while, I had TikTok, which originally was Musical.ly. I believe that was the app. I was on TikTok for a short while, and then I said, this is absolutely unhealthy, because these are real kids. These are 13, 14, 15-year-olds, maybe younger, and things that I was seeing, I'm like, that's, that is not what children should, should, should be doing. Well, it's, it, a lot of times, TikTok is a gateway for people to draw you into their other products, uh, there are other s- sources of revenue. Uh, I, I'm on TikTok. I've I've noticed, you know, where where it goes. You, you know, some people it's for OnlyFans, uh, that kind of content. Uh, a lot of it is uh, to get you on their Instagram. I'll tell you what. Uh, there is a nice 
section of foodie TikTok. I've gotten so many recipes from TikTok. Quick. What's good about it is because the TikTok videos are so quick. It's like, you know, 30, 60, 90 seconds. Boom. There's the recipe. Thousands upon thousands of people are going to who have spent a long time building their audience are going to lose that account. This is from Senator Rubio, Marco Rubio, Republican from Florida, in a statement. The federal government has yet to take a single meaningful action to protect American users from the threat of TikTok. This isn't about creative videos. This is about an app that is collecting data on tens of millions of American children and adults every day. We know it's used to manipulate feeds and influence elections. We know it answers to the People's Republic of China. There's no more time to waste on meaningless negotiations with a CCP, Communist Chinese Party, puppet company. It's time to ban Beijing controlled TikTok for good. The issue here is one of national security Mm -hmm. because they are gaining data and opportunity. And regardless of where you are politically, and that's what makes this piece of legislation so interesting, is that it's bipartisan. It's dangerous to give the Communist Chinese Party a foothold. Now, we should be clear about something. We're not talking about your neighbor who's Chinese. We're talking about the party. We're not going to deny that the Communist Chinese Party is dangerous. They are dangerous to the people of China. They're dangerous to their neighbors, whether it be Japan or South Korea, Australia, and a series of other nations. They are dangerous to the United States and to the European Union. They are dangerous to the very concept of free and thinking people because it is not, as a party, what they believe. And if we go just a little bit in history, there were times in the 80s and the 90s That it was believed that if you introduce China to Western civilization, Western culture, Western society, they would open up. What China did instead was go further towards communism. They watched the fall of Muammar Gaddafi in Libya. They went further into communism. They watched the fall of Mikhail Gorbachev, the fall of of, uh, East Germany, of, of the Berlin Wall. They watched the fall of the Soviet Union, and they said more communism, not less. To secure power. And so the opening up never happens. Now they do build a lot of products and they quote unquote embrace capitalism, even though it's not capitalism. State run capitalism is not capitalism by any stretch of the imagination. They are a threat. uh, Projects like Belt and Road, projects like China 2025, the desire, uh, what's called Deep Blue, which is having a serious superiority on on the water, which is their Navy, how they've been building aircraft carriers with ski jump technology, which is how the planes take off. And it's not easy to do aircraft carriers. The idea of carrying planes on a boat, never mind taking off and landing on a boat, very difficult stuff. The only people who do it with any level of skill is the United States of America. Lord knows I've tried. There is a real threat that is China, and this threat is insidious, and what they're doing does need to be stopped. The other thing that needs to happen, though, because we we just brought this up at the beginning of the segment, when it comes to telling people that their TikTok revenue is going to go away and kids who are using TikTok, these lawmakers and the people who want to see TikTok banned have to do a better job of making the case as to why. Because I think a lot of Americans are sitting back and they're saying, gosh, all these apps take my data. Uh, what, what is it about TikTok uh, that makes it so much worse? And I think these lawmakers really have to go out and sell the fact, well, this is why it's bad and this is why we're doing it. It's a hard one to sell because you bring up an interesting argument. Facebook takes my data, Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp. What's the difference here? When Facebook takes your data 
And I agree that it's an issue. And certainly when we talk about Facebook, we've all come to understand that we're the product. We're the product being sold to advertisers. Right. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. When China engages the data, they are looking to share videos, push videos, push information to try and get you to try and influence elections, to try and engage in a level of weakness, to try and uh, sow discontent and try to manipulate. We see this on college campuses with something called Confucius Institutes, which a series of members of Congress have worked to eradicate from college campuses. They'll say that they're centers to support Chinese students, but what they actually do is work to punish those who engage in open conversations about the reality of communist China, whether it be the crackdown on the Hong Kongers who are trying to be free, the attack on the Uyghur Muslim community where people are literally being put in concentration camps. It is a horror story what's going on with the Uyghur Muslims. And keep those stories from being told. This, this happened on college campuses. It was a couple years ago where you started seeing the removal of these Confucius Institutes. So this is part of a larger scale plan and push from the Communist Chinese Party to try and dictate policy in America and dictate conversation in America. Well, the other thing, too, and the world. is Apple is so selective on what apps can be on their platform and what cannot. It's, it's amazing that if this is, is going on uh, with, with the Chinese communists that they would allow it on the app. It just shows how much... Uh, reliance Apple has on China, which has been a big part of it, right? They're built. They build in China. They they are they are loath to um, criticize China. We've also seen this in the NBA uh, when we saw the conversations about Hong Kong. But it does have to happen. But it doesn't happen without a bit of lamenting for these people. They they built up their careers and opportunities and real real money. Yeah, and to tell them. Oh, well, I, I, that's, that's a hard one to do. It does need to be explained. You're right about that, Fingers. It's just, it isn't going to go down well. No, it's, it, I, I, feel, I have a soft spot because we're content providers. Yes. And I, I really feel bad for people that have put the time, the energy, and resources into building this, uh, knowing that there's a good possibility that it will not be available to them anymore. The Poet from New Holland Brewing Company, the Oatmeal Stout, it's, it's spectacular. You know, I never even found the price. I never even checked. You know what? Too late. Doesn't matter. Just go buy it. It really is wonderful. And this Asylum Insidious Connecticut from CLE Cigars, couple of these in your humidor. It's going to hit you right. Nice Connecticut cigar. You're going to enjoy it. Guys, Christmas episode, our bourbons of the year. It's coming up next week. Be sure to listen for it. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. On Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. And Instagram at eat, drink, smoke podcast.